are now listening to the West Side of T H A AfterParty.com. Hey everybody, this is Perky of Perky Perspectives Radio Show. I want you to tune in with me every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. We'll be talking about ownership, black wealth, mental health, traveling, and of course creativity. So reach out to me. I'm here to uplift you. And I'm repping for the west side of the After Party Radio Show. Hey, everybody. This is Perky of Perky Perspectives. This is what? Show number three? Ooh, ooh, oh, shit. It's like getting three rings. Ooh, we in there like swimwear. Okay. So let me calm down for a little bit. <laughs> so, okay. Everybody that's following me, I'm on my Periscope. I'm on my Instagram, I'm on Facebook, we on the After Party app, they got an app, oh my god, so follow them, they have a Facebook, so I'm on Facebook Live, right, so follow at the After Party on Facebook, that's T-H-A, you know, we gotta be different over here, so that's T-H-A After Party, so get the app, get the Facebook, get the Twitter, get the Instagram, we got all of that, okay, so we want you to tune in, we like comments, we like people to call in. If you want to call in, the number is 213-270-1969. Okay, so I take in calls, but if you don't call, I'm going to just keep talking by myself. I don't care. <laughs> so um, for anybody that's new and just now tuning in to see me, I have been doing podcasting since 2017. It's been like a really dope journey. And like we were just talking, actually, and we were saying how – Lizzo, because at the very end of my show, I'm going to have the Lizzo head high song playing. And it's like she, we, me and Brittany at the after party, we was talking about how she started, or no, she wrote that song in 2016. And it's like, you got to really keep on your dream. And so today's topic is going to be setbacks because it's like, yeah, you'll have a dream and you'll have something that you really want to see come into fruition. And some of us, we think we're going to have one of them like pop tart dreams where you just put it in, wait a, a minute, and then boom, you famous, or boom, your business is booming, and everybody love you. But what people don't show you about how hard it is to build a business and how much effort and energy that they have to put into it in order for it to be successful is that there's so many setbacks that they hit along the way. And some of them are like silent setbacks. Some of them are from your family. Like, you thought, oh, my mom is going to be so proud when she hear about this idea, and she going to support me, and she going to tell all her friends, and then you go and you tell your mom, hey, mommy, I want to uh, do a, a dog a dog shirt company. I'm going to make shirts for dogs. And she going to be like, that's stupid. And you just like, oh, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like you have to you have to prepare for those like and it's really hard because you never expect for your friends and families to be the one that don't support you but like they be the first ones that don't support you it'd be strangers that come up to you and be like oh my god you're such an amazing filmmaker or you're such an amazing creative whatever you do you know and your family be like they ain't got no talent they they can't do nothing right. Mm-mm. They just be scribbling on paper. They don't do nothing. They don't even got a job. They don't ever go to work. Blah da 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 da. They always be sitting behind their computer all day, not knowing that you building the next big game or the next big application. So I say all that to say the topic is gonna be setbacks. We're gonna really dive into that. So for anybody that wants to tune in and call in and tell me about their business. Tell me what kind of setbacks that they've had come along the way and how they've stayed on track 
what advice they have for anybody that's a new business owner or somebody that's been doing it for a really long time and they haven't had their breakthrough yet. Like if you have any encouragement for them, because I also was looking at, I know everybody saw Black Panther. That was like the biggest movie. And what was that? 2017 too? Right. Okay. So, um, that was the biggest movie in 2017. So I know y'all saw it, but the lady who played his grandma, she just has started acting. She's like in her eighties. And now her face is known. Like she in coloring books. She they probably got a toy made for her. She everybody gonna watch their film because that's gonna be the black rite of passage. If you ain't seen Black Panther, wait, what's the other movies? You gotta see Black Panther, Boys in the Hood. Like, <laughs> don't make me do it's too many <laughs> juice, like it's so many movies. But Black Panther is def definitely gonna be on there. So it's like even if you older, even if you've had five different careers and you realizing now that you wanna start a business or that you wanna take a, a I always want to say left when I go right, that you want to take a left and do something totally different. You know, it's fine. It's going to be setbacks, but it's fine. Do what you want to do, okay? So before I get into all of that, for people who tune in and out or you have somewhere to go and you're worried about missing the show and you want to still be able to tap in, like I said, I've been doing podcasting since 2017, so you can always hear the replay of this episode, but also the last episode on my podcast um, platform so it's under perky perspectives the same name and you can find it on apple Podcasts, google play periscope <laughs> uh instagram I'm, I'm live on instagram and also did i say spotify it's about to be on pandora oh and my host site icn.dj so it's gonna it's everywhere so for anybody that wants to be a guest that have music that is working on a movie that has a book that's coming out, you do poetry, or you have artwork that you want to display, or you make clothes, you design earrings, you do hair. I don't care what it is. Like, if you have something that you want to uplift and you want everybody to know about to promote your business, yourself, or even like a unique story, something that you went through recently and you want to share, or something you went through five years ago and you just now get in the mental strength to share you can always either come and be on the show with me and you could do this show with me or you can call in and the number for that again is 213-270-1969 and so i welcome everybody to share like i really like uplifting the community so yeah so that's that part and um if you do have something that you want to share like if you have a novel or a film or something like that uh, so the film, I'm not sure how we would show that. I would share it for you, and we could talk about it. But you can email it to me. So my email is perkyperspectivespod, so that's P-O-D, at gmail.com. And then we could talk out all the little logistics and, and figure out how we're going to do this. And this is for people who aren't all just in L.A. either. If you physically cannot be here with me, you can call in, and we can figure out how to make this work still. Okay? So... Before I super duper dive back into the setbacks, I want to actually do the black fact of the day. So I'm going to do the for us segment and then I'm going to loop it back into the setbacks. Perky Perspectives. Are you tired of working 9 to 5? Tired of making money for someone else? 
Feel like you went to school for how many years and only have debt to show for it? Ready to just run away to some island and call it quits? Come talk to me. We trying to rebuild Black Wall Street. This is for us, by us. September 29th, 2019, and this black fact is coming from the 1910, <laughs> and so it's, oh, and just so you guys know where I'm getting my sources, I go on blackfacts.com, and that's how I found this fact. So this one is going to be about the National Urban League. The National Urban League, formerly known as the National League on Urban Conditions Among Negroes, is a nonpartisan civil rights organization based in New York City woo woo, that advocates on behalf of African Americans and against racial discrimination in the United States. It is the oldest and largest community-based organization of its kind in the nation, and its current president is Mark Morrell. The Committee on Urban Conditions Among Negroes was founded in New York City in 1910, today in 1910 by Ruth Standish Baldwin and Dr. George Edmund Haynes and it was a whole bunch of other people there that I guess did not get named um emerged with the committee for the improvement of industrial conditions among Negroes in New York and the National League of, of for the protection of color women which was founded in 1905 and then later it was renamed to the National League on urban conditions among Negroes so a lot of people know it as the of, of that current name dropping the negro because we don't really say negro anymore i wish we would bring that back though it sound better than some of the other words we use um in 1918 eugene k jones took the leadership of the organization and under his direction the league significantly expanded its multifaceted campaign to crack the barriers to black employment and it spurred first by the boom years of the 1920s and then you know the great depression happened so then people got a little desperate and they had to reorganize so in 1920 the organization took its present name the national urban league and the mission of the urban league as uh, is to enable african americans to secure economic self-reliance parity power and civil rights so i want to highlight that right now because as a black business owner it's really hard sometimes to find where you can get resources, where you can link with other like-minded individuals, and where you can like get mentorship, um, get help with building your mission, building your websites, things like that, and, and especially getting economic backing to finance your business. And sometimes we don't know where to go. So I'm saying this out loud 
the National Urban League is a place that you can go and get some resources. You can get some mentorship. You could just see who else is maybe in your community because there's urban leagues all over the place. Even in L.A., there's an urban league. So look into these type of places, places that was made for us by us. Right. And this is where you can get some more back in for your business. So, yes. So in 1961, Whitney Young became executive director amidst the expansion of activism in the civil rights movement, which provoked a change for the link for the league. Sorry. Young substantially expanded the league's fundraising ability and made the league a full partner in the civil rights movement. In 1963, she hosted planning committees with A. Philip Rudolph, Martin Luther King Jr., and other civil rights leaders for the March on Washington. I know you, a lot of you guys know that march. And during Young's 10-year tenure at the league, he initiated, oh, I've been saying she, he initiated programs such as Street Academy, an alternative education system to prepare high school dropouts for college, and New Thrust, an effort to help black or local black leaders identify and solve community problems. So, like I said, now Mark Morale is the president, and he also is working to re-energize the movement's diverse constituencies by building on the legacy of the organization and increasing the profile of the organization. So it's still building. It's still growing. They're still looking to expand. They're still looking to do more. When they first started, like this is the setbacks we're talking about, right? So the league was started in 1910, and then within 20 years, the Great Depression happened. So any of the economic backing that they were maybe providing for other businesses, for other communities to build up, they had to pull back themselves because you remember that was a big crash. A lot of people heard from that. A lot of people had to learn how to rebuild and regrow. But what allows for people to build and grow is community. So despite your setbacks, you have to build a community around you. You have to reach out. Like I was just talking to somebody recently and what happens to a lot of us, and this goes back to the mental health we was talking about last week. What happens to a lot of us is when we're going through stuff, we, we retreat like little turtles. We go into our shell. We're like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want nobody to know what I'm going through or nobody loves me. Why me? All these things. I do it all the time. I have to meditate all day because I'd be like, oh, life. Like, <laughs> why was I even bored? Like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. That's a little drastic. But you do feel down in the dump sometimes. And it's like how you pull yourself back up. Your community, your people around you, your friends that you can confide and talk shit and like really unload onto uh, your parents if you have that, your family if you have that. And for some of us, some of us have found mentors and made our own families within our community, you know. And so we have, what is it, like your your um, your made family? I forget the term that people use. But, oh, your chosen family. That's what it's called. So some people have blood family that they really are really close with. And then some people, they have a chosen family. Because some people, they get ostracized from their own family members. And so, like I said, despite where you started, you have to build your own community. Because stuff like this is going to happen. And whether or not you're a big business or you one that's just getting started, there's going to be setbacks. So... I made like a little four sentence poem to talk about setbacks. I didn't fully finish it. So I'm going to just read what I have. Okay. So setbacks to throwbacks when I wished I was grown. Setbacks to know that I need to buy a home. Setbacks or regrets of the money spent on bullshit. Setbacks like takebacks yet time only goes. So I wrote that when I was thinking about 
just like all the setbacks that I'm going through. And personally, I feel like moving back to California from New York, they both super expensive places. One of the things that I wish that I would have established for myself before I left was buying some property. Like hindsight is twenty twenty. We all know this, but I really wish I had a house right now. <laughs> Cause rent, the amount of money you pay for rent out here is ridiculous. Even in New York, you'll have like a one bedroom and you paying like eighteen hundred. That don't make no sense. How you got a one bed, a one bedroom, and sometimes you don't even have a yard with that one bedroom, and you paying eighteen hundred. When some people they have houses and they pay less for their mortgage. So, yes, I wish I had property. And that's one of my setbacks. Like, I'm going to have to pay rent until I can buy property. But instead of me being like, whoa, it's me all day, every day, which, trust me, I could do if I want to. I instead start putting my money aside, start aligning myself with people who own property, people who know how to obtain property, and I start seeking resources. So, it's like, yes, you hit a wall sometimes, but... A lot of times you just got to turn and it's like, oh, the door is right there. Like, I could just walk through there and get everything I need. But if you fixate on this wall that's right in front of you because you were so dead set on going straight, then you could just be sitting there like any of y'all play Sims. You know how they just be walking into the wall? Like, <laughs> you're just going to be walking into the wall looking dumb and waste time trying to still go straight. Ooh, that's my earring, y'all. My bad. Still go straight even though you're supposed to go left. So... Yeah, so it's like you got to prepare. And it's a lot of different types of setbacks. You might have a death in the family. You might, you know, lose your job. your car, Or it could be something small, like you was rushing to work and you got a flat tire. But you don't get paid for three more days. So you like, how am I supposed to get my tire fixed? How am I supposed to, you know, keep going to work? You know, I'm going to have to spend more money just to make money. Like, I know we all been there before. And so it's like, what are you doing to prepare yourself? How are you, how are you pushing through your setbacks? And so to kind of pull back a little bit again on this mental health, one thing is no matter what, you got to keep your mind positive and clear. So doing your meditations in the morning, doing your affirmations, telling yourself that you're the best thing that ever happened to the world. You're the best thing that will ever happen to the world. Can't nobody this great come before, after, or no. <laughs> but you got to uplift yourself, you know what I mean? Like, no, anything that come my way, I'll be able to overcome it. You know, I'm prepared for any type of setback. I'm prepared to, you know, to make changes in my life, to keep going on the path that I want to go on. And as long as you speak in these positive, positive affirmations and things to yourself, then you'll continue to go the right way. And like even for myself today, I was like in a little funk and I went and I was like talking to my dad and he was like, what's wrong? And I was just like, huh. <sighs> I'm just so tired of some things in my life. He was like, just keep positive. You're going up. That's what he said. He was like, you're going up. Keep positive. And I was just like, I know. He was like, keep positive. <laughs> and I was like, okay, he's not even about to let me go into that place. Because, you know, sometimes you fall into that funk. And then people come and they'll try to cheer you up. And you just, you want to be Eeyore. You just want to be in that little space and have that little cloud over you. And it's only raining over your head and nobody else. We all like, well, I don't know why we like doing that. But we all do it. We all pull into that space and it's like, pull it back up, you know, so do your affirmations in the morning. And if you have one of those lives to where like a lot of stuff happens to you constantly, like you always going here and there 
and it feels like a lot of things are pulling you in different directions, then make sure you do it at the end of the day too. You know, I was I follow a lot of self-help threads and um, mental health threads and things like that on Instagram and Facebook. And a lot of tips say you deserve to have space for yourself. So a lot of us, we want to be 100% available all the time to, to our people. But it's fine to turn your phone off for an hour a day or to put the do not disturb on and say, you know, only hit me up if it's an emergency because I need to get my mind right for the day. That's fine. That is okay. People will understand, you know. So I say, you know, if you need to turn off some electricity and just sit with some candles and do your little um, if you need to do that, then do it because sometimes you only got you to lift yourself up. Like I know sometimes I wake up in the morning early, like five or something in the morning, and I be like, dang, I can't go back to sleep because my mind is thinking about all the fifty eleven things that I have to do for that day. And if I could just turn off everything and just focus on myself, I could bring my energy back up. Because at five in the morning, ain't nobody letting me call them at five in the morning to be like, girl, I can't stop thinking about whatever. And they be like girl if you don't get off my phone like <laughs> so it's like you got to be able to pull yourself up you got to give your power back to yourself to be able to be that energy that you need because you can literally walk out the door and see your your sibling or your mom or something and then they in a bad mood and then now it's your job to uplift them and you just two seconds ago was feeling like you want to just close all the doors and close all your blinds and turn off all the lights but it's like you have to bring your energy up because sometimes you have to give some energy to somebody else. So you can't be on empty and then try to give your energy to somebody else. That don't work, right? So, yes, yeah, so setbacks come. And so as far as mentally, we have to prepare our mental health for setbacks. But then please have a rainy day fund. Like, come on, black people. Yes, I'm talking to us again. This is specifically for us. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. Pay yourself first. I don't care if you make $500 or if you make $5 million. Pay yourself first. 10% is an easy rule. You know, it's usually the most manageable, especially like if you're religious, that's what they say to give to your religious institute, right? That 10%. But if you think about it, like your temple, like you are your own temple. So, why wouldn't you also make sure your temple is able to stand and withstand the storms and anything that comes its way? You got to pay yourself. That's that 10%. So if you do get paid only $500, then make sure, what is that, $50? Make sure you put $50 aside and pay yourself. Every time you get paid, put that 50 Because you never know in eight months something might hit you, and then that $400 is going to go a long way. Like say you, um, say it's your son's birthday. And you really wanted to go out, go all out, but then um, your tire did blow. Or, shoot, your engine went out. So now you got to replace your engine, and you still got to pay your bills. What if that was that $400? Now you're not having to ask, you know, a whole bunch of people for money. Go get a loan from your bank, which, which has interest on it. So now, rather than having to just pay back that $400, you got to pay back four plus whatever interest is going to accrue as you just making them little minimum um, payments back. Because, you know, every time you do a minimum payment, they charge you interest every time. So that $400 ends up being $600 at the end of the day. You didn't even have the $400 to begin with. How you going to have the $600? Like, and that money that... That what minimum payment is probably like thirty seven dollars. 
And that could have been that $50 you was putting aside for yourself every month. Rather than paying the bank, you could have been paying yourself. So put your 10% aside every month without fail. Put in an account that you cannot touch. Put the card somewhere and then forget about it. Act like it didn't even exist so that when you go and look one day, you just like, oh, you could go take a vacation. You could buy a new car. You could get your roof redone on your house, whatever it is that you wanted to do. Like you could take care of yourself or you could put if you really forget about it, you could use that and put a down on a house that you've been wanting to buy since before you left. Right. So you see how that go full circle. So we have to prepare for different type of setbacks. So I'm saying this like clearly and truly I'm doing a pledge to make sure I'm paying myself every month. And if you guys want to join in, let me know. You can hit me with the pay yourself pledge. That's cute, huh? Pay yourself. It's like from um, Parks and Rec when they were like, treat yourself, pay yourself. <laughs> and that feel good. You can even like make it cute. You could write a little check and be like to me from me and then in your little note be like with love <laughs> and then send your little 10% to your other bank account so we gonna we gonna really push on that y'all because it's super important like you never know what might happen you never know so put it in an investment account really if you could do that that'll be best let your money grow interest rather than you always paying somebody interest for the things that you already was gonna get you know, you you know in 10, 20 years, you know, you might want to take a vacation after all your kids leave out the house. Or you might want to move to a different state. Like, this is stuff you've already been planning. So, just put the money aside. Put it in an investment account. So, in, like, 20 years, that 1000 is now 20000 is now twenty whatever what interest rate you building it on. And so, yes. And I can help y'all with that. I'm studying for my securities license. So, real soon, I'm going to be a securities license rep. So, I'll be able to help people set up their investment accounts. So, we can talk on another level. Uh, so, if anybody has any setbacks they want to share, any stories they've been going through, once again, call at 213-270-1969. And so, to... Well, because I'm going to keep talking about it. Um, but... I want to go to the love period segment because this is a different type of setback that some women have, but I want to touch on it a little bit more sensitively because I actually know a lot of people that have experienced this and I think there might be ways to avoid it if you're not already at this door or at this stop. So yeah, we're going to do the love period segment. Niggas always think shit is about them. Love period. Love period. <laughs> I hate that people don't respect personal space. Personal space. Like, it's mainly niggas. Let me just be real. Niggas is the most frustrating shit when you be on your period. Everything about them be frustrating. The little shit can bother me too. Like if I'm on my period and I'm already not in the mood and I go outside and mosquito bite me, then mosquitoes gonna be fucking with me too. Like I'm not gonna fuck with nobody that day. Okay, so today's love period segment. So just a little bit of history to people that's new. I always do a love period segment because when I very first started my podcast, I started with love period. So just some background. It talks about feminine hygiene, feminine health, our actual like menstruations, periods, but not just that, like laws that have to do with, you know, period taxing and how they put 
taxes on tampons and period pads and stuff like that in certain places, maybe in other countries to where women don't have access. And so rather than being able to continue going to school and going to work, they have to stay at home or just people, you know, dying during childbirth, things like this. So it's like a lot of topics that are specific to women, but that's like the um, the birth of it <laughs> was like through our administration. And so I actually thought of today's uh, topic because I know a lot of women that have had hysterectomies. And for somebody that doesn't know what a hysterectomy is, that's basically when they take out your uterus and sometimes your, sometimes it's all of your female organs. So it might be the fallopian tubes, your uterus, all of, I don't know, depending on how bad it is. Some people even have surgery on their cervix and things like that. So look up what that looks like if you don't know what it looks like, but basically it kind of makes like a... Like it looks, it starts like this and then like loops like this and then they have the eggs and then at the very bottom is the cervix, which is a hole because it contracts and it opens and stuff when women are having babies, right? So super important and actually just to give you some more history, hysterectomy. So just think about the word. So back in the day they used, well still, everybody always think women have problems when it's around our period. Like if she have an attitude or she, you know, start yelling at you out of nowhere, they'd be like, oh, your, your period about to start or you, you, that time of the month. Like people always attributing everything to our menstruation or our periods and stuff. They're like, oh, it's just her time of the month. She tripping. And sometimes that is PMS because it's a lot of hormones and it's a lot of changes and stuff. And sometimes you're just an idiot and stop making your woman mad. <laughs> period. No. <laughs> but if you think about the word hysteria, hysterectomy like they literally named it um after because they they always felt and this is I, I should have looked up the dates I just already know this so I'm just telling y'all what I know but basically they started saying that women were going through stuff like oh she it's her time of the month things like that and they attribute it to our periods so they actually had it in the the book where they used to diagnose people with different mental diseases and hysteria was on there so if they believed you to have hysteria they would lock you up in an insane asylum so it was just very different ways to um one objectify women but also to to, imp to to take our voice away, to like take the power away from us, to just, you know, make us less than and inferior, saying that we basically don't have no control of our emotions because we be having periods and stuff. So it's just dumb, but that's where the word came from. I feel like we should change it, but that's another battle for another day. Right now, I want to talk about how a lot of women, especially women of color, end up getting hysterectomies. And sometimes it's due to fibroids. So if you do not know what fibroids is, I really suggest you go and look. It's basically like when there's a mass growing in a woman's feminine area. So that could be on her, in her uterine lining, so where the baby would attach. Or it could be on the cervix. And once again, that's where it opens and closes to let the baby out. And all throughout. It could be in the fallopian tubes and all that. So one is very painful, but also it can block somebody from having a baby. It can lead to miscarriages, you know, because if you have a cyst or a mass growing on your uterine wall and then there's a baby that's trying to attach at the same time and then the mass burst or whatever, it's going to be a whole bunch of blood that's going to come out, you know, or whatever, whatever happens. I think it's different for different. I've never had them. So it's, it's probably different experiences for different women. But then the baby might, you know, drop down with it. 
And some women, they say a lot of, they say almost every woman is going to experience a miscarriage and won't even know it. Um, cause sometimes it happens really early and you didn't even realize, maybe you just thought it was an early period or whatever, but it's very common for women to have miscarriages. But at the same time, if you've been trying, you keep an eye on it. And if you have fibroids, like this pain you're experiencing, it's probably too much. Like, and so your body is probably always going through it. So it's definitely heightened experiences for women that have fibroid issues, but it also might be due to cancer. It might be due to um, just issues with your uterine lining and how it's like growing and how it's developing to where women will end up getting hysterectomies. Now, I got a study from the Loweninstitute.org and it says approximately 10% of hysterectomies are done for a cancer diagnosis, making most of the remaining 90% unnecessary. So I'm not writing this. This is somebody's opinion. So don't take it as my words. Despite the low lifetime risk of all gynecological cancers, a U.S. woman's lifetime risk of hysterectomy is 45%. Hysterectomy is commonly recommended for any and all menstrual irregularities and even benign ovarian cysts or masses. And the over, so this, okay, she said castration. Eesh, she's using like a really harsh word. Um, so... One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is, once again, because, like I said, a lot of black women go through this. A lot of black women have fibroids. A lot of black women end up getting hysterectomies. Like, I, I know off the top of my head three women that have had hysterectomies, and they're all under the age of 60. So they're not very old. I should take this earring out. <laughs> so they're not very old. And thankfully, they've had their children. So I think in that way, that was probably why they were able to make that decision. Because I know for me, if somebody told me, oh, you have fibroids, we're going to just suggest you have a hysterectomy. Um, first of all, me being who I am, no, you are not. About, mm -mm. I don't even agree with people taking out your gallbladder and they say you don't even need that. But I'm like, it's in my body. You cannot have it. I didn't even want them to take out my wisdom teeth. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> so, oh, I have a call. Okay. I'm ready. Hello. Perk, what's up? Hey, how you doing? This is Perky. Good, good. What's your how, how's the show going? It's going. <laughs> I know who this is. Hey, Preach. <laughs> so, for everybody, this is my friend Preach from New York. He was like, man, a hot mess. So, um, right now we're talking about hysterectomies. You remember when I started my show in 2017 on Lo Love Period? Gotcha. So we still working on yeah. that, and we talking about hysterectomies. Do you know anybody who's had a hysterectomy? Oh, nope. No, I don't. I have you on speaker. I'm in the airport. Everybody just looked at me. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Do you know anybody who's had fibroids? No, I don't. So you lucky. I don't. But what's the procedure? Like, what what do they have to go through? So basically, when you have a hysterectomy, they take out, like, your uterus. They take out your fallopian tubes. Like, everything that you need to have a baby. Mm -hmm. That's messed up. Right. And, they, they, and this U3 is caused, this is caused by what? Um, They say it could be as a result of cancer. 
they could be as a result of fibroids and like I was explaining fibroids is when you like have huge masses growing in your uterus and it like is really painful for women and so instead of, sometimes they'll do surgery and just try to take out the fibroids or sometimes they'll suggest to take out everything mm, wow it's pretty fucked up yeah so that means no no uh they can't have kids basically yeah, at that point, they won't be able to have any kids. And some women also think that it means they're not going to have any type of menopause, but that's yeah. not true either. <laughs> Sadly, you still have some menopause, ladies. So would they still go through the hot flashes and all of that? Yeah, I think they just don't do the rest of it. Like, if you have any, like... Because some women will still have periods here and there afterwards. Right. But, no, you're not going to have that part because that's gone. But it's just, to me, so I don't know if you have an opinion on it. But I just feel like if they taking something out of my body, it just doesn't feel right. Like, even if it is a hysterectomy, I just feel like, I mean, even if it is due to, like, cancer or fibroids, I still feel like there's probably something diet-wise or just something that I could be doing to help Something fix to flush it. it out? Yeah. Like, I just feel like if you're going to take out all my, it, you know, it was with me. Like, I was born with this. <laughs> you can't have this. <laughs> I mean... Is that or is that or your life? Unless you know another uh, procedure. Well, so I want to have somebody come on. Um, she'll be back in town in like a couple weeks. She's actually in Georgia. And I want her to come because right. she does Yanni cleanses and Yanni steams and stuff like that. So, one, I've been hearing good things about that. That's basically, and men can do this too. It's called a Yanni steam the way I'm using it. But it's actually like basically you get a whole bunch of herbs and you like mm -hmm. sit over it. And it'll like steam. So for men, like they use it for men to clear out y'all backside because y'all, you know, men don't like going to the doctors. They don't really like to get checked and especially for prostate because, you know, the procedure for mm -hmm. prostate, they got to do that little thumb check. A lot of men don't like the little thumb check. And so to help clear out everything in the diet, you know, whatever type of diet you have and to like clear those passageways because they say colon health is like one of the keys to really being healthy. You could do those kind of steams. But as far as women, it does the same thing, but in the front side. And, you know, it helps to clear it out. It's like a natural way to cleanse yourself. And um, some women who've been infertile, they said that they can have babies now and you know they whatever issues you might be having with your due, period due to the thing hmm? due to sim sitting over the, the herbs and stuff yeah like you just sit on and this like and naturally fix them well you talking about men or women women yeah some women have said it's helped some women they just like to do it because it's like another way to cleanse themselves um, and then some other women, they're doing it for a specific reason, like for infertility or fibroids. Or um, like for me, I was going to start doing it because I have irregular periods. So I was just going to see if it would cause a switch or if it if it's just how my body naturally works. Like I have no idea. Right. understand. Yeah. So, so um, the topic of the show today is hysterectomy. <laughs> no, the, um, the topic of the show is setbacks. So if you, yeah, so that could be, so basically that was the love period segment, but I did want to, the overall topic was setbacks. So do you have a setback that you would like to share and like how you was able to overcome it and like stay true? Cause like you do music. So, you know, the music industry uh, is like really hard. Go ahead. I'm in the airport, so pardon that. But, um, 
say I've been doing the music for the last 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. I started like 15. So I've been with about like five different groups. Like I've started five different groups. And um, when I came here yesterday, I had a conversation with my engineer, Teddy, right? Um, gifted hands on IG. Shout out to and, Teddy. Um, and he was, uh, he was telling me like, yo, you're not at the top, you're at the bottom. Basically what I learned after losing that, you know, you can't, first of all, if you're going to start something up, you, if you're going to choose to be the backbone of it, you can't complain no matter if nobody's pulling their weight or not. You eliminate them and keep it moving, right? Or you find a way for them to work into the whole plan. You know what I mean? Um, you can't leave the decision of your dreams and hopes on your friends and people who claim that they have the same ambitions because most times they don't want exactly what you want. Some people may want fame. Some people will want 10 seconds, you know what I'm saying, on the radio. So whatever it is that you want, you have to clearly make sure that the people that you align yourself with have that common goal and they're clear about what you want so that it's not a misunderstanding because miscommunication leads to two, three, four years of stagnancy and um, you'll sit there with music that's done or anything that you do creative that's done and it'll just sit there until it's old to you and the person and sometimes you become uninspired. So my advice about setbacks when you're starting something and you want to include people in your dreams is make sure it's clear to them, you know what I mean, what it is that the, the goal is. And that way, if you do come to a point where there's a problem, you can remind them and remind yourself of what you guys was doing it for, you know what I mean? Wow, he trying to steal my show, y'all. You heard how deep that was? <laughs> trying to steal my show. That was amazing. That's true, though. Miscommunication will... Well, what I like to say is expectations will get you fucked up. You over there expecting that everybody Thank is you. rocking the same way, y'all on the same page, everybody got the same goals. And like you said, you look up and it's been two years and you still got this song that you haven't released and you got this mu music video or you got these projects that you've just been sitting on and you can't even put out there because you was expecting something else to happen and it wasn't going the way that it was supposed to go in your mind. Right, the start the stars are never going to align, you know what I mean, perfectly. You know what I mean? You may get most of them in a row, but there's still going to be a few that are scattered. So you got to just do your best to work through that, you know what I mean? Exactly. And through trial and error, I've learned so much. And if y'all musicians listening, like, the best thing I could tell you is before you decide to start something with other people as well, make sure you're fully solid on what you do and what's your niche and you've started to practice that and master that before you include people because when you include people it becomes confusing if you're not mastered at what you want to do mm -hmm. you know you understand yeah you know i mean so it's a little advice for all these people uh i know entrepreneurs there's a lot of people out here wanting to start their own labels and do music themselves without being signed and for everybody on here i hope you guys are looking to do it the independent route you know what i mean it may not be the fastest way to the money but it's the most consistent You'll, you'll get a consistent flow of money once you get it going. You know right. what I mean? And um, it's not really about publicity. If it's about the love and um, the money will come to you, you know what I mean? And it may not be millions, but if you reinvest the money that's coming to you, eventually it's going to build up yes. into what you want. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, okay. So go ahead. It's 444. Four, four. Ha. 
that's funny. Why don't you go ahead and give your um your handles where people can listen to your music okay. and where people can find All you. All right, so you, you guys could check me out on preach underscore four underscore profit. Preach underscore four underscore profit on IG. Um, the links to everything is on the page. Um, just check it out. And if you got something you want me to check out, shoot me an email or a DM. Um, I have no problem listening and supporting new people. So reach out, man. Okay. Thank you, Perk. No problem. Talk to you soon. Uh, I'll be listening. Okay. So that was dope. My first call. Hey. I'm super hyped. And um, so that's the perfect time. So I'm going to end on the golden keys. So we're going to talk about money since he was talking about money and ownership. Okay. always got to end it on the money side because in order for us to rebuild black wall street we gotta have money so what we gonna start off with is so i talked last time about debt repayment and we was talking about how we could snowball our money and start paying off our smallest bill first and then taking that money and putting it into the next smallest bill and then yada 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 right so i hope you guys are staying true to that and so what i wanted to say off of that is that it's sometimes hard like if you got four big debts or four debts period or anything like that to repay sometimes when you first start you like I'm still only down half a payment. I still got these three more to go and you start to discourage yourself. So I want to say instead of feeling discouraged and bogged down by all the the debt that you have to pay off, stick to your plan, first of all. But second of all, budget yourself. So I have a budget plan that was created by an accountant, so I can share it. You can reach out to me. Um, my Instagram is PerkySexyCool. My email is PerkyPerspectivesPod at Gmail. Uh, so you can reach out to me and I'll definitely share it. But the key is to budget yourself. So evaluate every expense. Don't try to hide stuff from yourself. That's dumb. You know you spend $100 for clothes every month. You know you like driving a whole bunch of places and always need gas. You know you got kids that need diapers and clothes and whatever other cra crazy stuff that they want. You know all this stuff is there. So be honest. O October 1st is Tuesday. So start a budget on Tuesday and just be real. Like don't try to make no changes just yet. Rock with it the same way that you always rock with it and just keep your receipts at the end of the day add the stuff up put it into your budget sheet okay today i spent fifty dollars going out to eat you see you did that like maybe if you subconsciously change that go ahead but like try to stay true if you always going out and spending your money going out for october do the same things that you do so that at the very end of the month you like damn I spent a thousand dollars eating out this month. What the hell is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> it's my birthday month, so I might actually do that. But um, don't judge me. So, anyways, like, go ahead and like whatever you do, put that on your budget, and then you can start making changes the next month. You can okay, maybe join a garden 
and get some of your produce from your local garden. Or there's always like nonprofits that give away food. You can go and get some free produce from the nonprofits that give away food in your neighborhood. Go thrift shopping instead of having to go to the Forever 21 that everybody got the same outfit anyways. Go to a thrift shop and be fly like me. Um, go ahead and join your neighborhood committee. Do a clothing swap. Do anything. There's like definitely a lot of ways to attack some of these different spending habits that we have that are not the most healthy. So I'll definitely say do that. But the first step is to budget yourself and then do your debt repayment. And those are the golden keys. You're welcome. <laughs> so anyways, go ahead and be a guest on the show. You can reach out to the After Party Radio Show. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's the T-H-A, After Party. And I'm live on Facebook, Periscope, Instagram. So you can always be on any of my platforms. My Instagram is Perky Sexy Cool. My Twitter is Tony underscore Tony Tone. My Facebook is Tony Perks. Like, I'm everywhere. But go ahead and follow me on all platforms all platforms and look for the perky perspectives podcast and radio show and thanks again for everybody that tuned in super excited have a good day i do my head toss check my nails baby how you feeling head toss check my nails